everyone. I'm so excited to be here with Lori Herbers. Lori is an empowerment and spiritual love coach, an author, and her books are Second Chances, How I Turned Hate into Love and Found My Purpose, and Becoming Abundance, Embracing and Enhancing Your Unique Design. She's the creator of Turn Loving Yourself into a Habit, Keys to Unlocking Your Empowerment and Becoming Abundance. In her youth, Lori struggled in abuse and trauma, carrying the pain forth into adulthood. Hating life was her home and daily struggle until the day she decided to change her thoughts and beliefs and pursued love with a fervor that superseded everything else. She now guides individuals struggling in life or business to gain clarity, become empowered, love all of their pieces, find their purpose, heal their soul wounds, own their own power, use the power of their mind to manifest all the good things. So Laurie, thank you so much for joining me on My Dead Dragon. And I would I would love it if you could start out by sharing your story. What is what is your dead dragon? Okay, um, so I grew up in abuse and trauma. And so um, I was always on the search for love. Like I didn't feel like I was deserving. I was unworthy. Um, there was something wrong with me. If my own father couldn't love me, nobody could love me. And so that just resulted in boy to boy to boy to boy to boy um, and thinking that I had to have this knight in shining armor. And I can even remember younger, I would have that dream where I'm running mm. through this meadow with this long gown and the, you know, the knight comes riding up on his horse and he saves me from, you know, everything. And so yeah. I think inside of myself, I had this belief that I had to have someone else to take care of me and to save me and to mm. make me more or or this thought of um, if I'm alone, then there's something wrong with me. There was like mm. so much um, emotional abuse that kind of brought that unworthiness out. Yeah. And so I ended up, I found myself like, well, first of all, I had a daughter and then I ended up in this horrible marriage because I thought I had to have a man in my life to make me feel worthy. Um, can't do stuff without a man. Um, and so that was like the worst five years of my life mm. was, um, you know, trying to be, married because I thought that was how I got love from someone. And mm. then in 2009, my father passed away very suddenly. Um, and I just kind of lost it because the only thing I ever wanted was for my father to tell me that he loved me mm. and now he was gone. And so this realization of I'm never going to have the one thing that I've always wanted. Wow. And so I went to, you know, I went home cause I was living in Kansas and I went home to Wisconsin for his funeral and my husband decided that was a great time to leave. <laughs> so I wow. come back. Yeah. So I come back to a mostly empty house. Um, and I had so much anger. So I was actually going to school for my bachelor's degree and he passed mm -hmm. away in January, which was like the beginning of a semester. And so mm -hmm. my mom was like, you need to finish. You need to finish. I'm like, I will finish. And so I just kind of shoved all of that emotion down mm -hmm. to get through the mm -hmm. semester. And so now it was June of 2009 and I was just so, I don't even know what the word, like so overcome with all this emotion because first of all, he's yeah. gone. I'm yeah. never going to have a relationship like I thought I was going to. Mm. Um, my husband had walked out on me, which made me even more of a failure because I couldn't even make a marriage work. Um, there must mm. be something wrong with me. And I just remember just so much anger. Um, and there was a storm outside that day. And I just remember going out in the storm. I could have cared less if it got struck by lightning, honestly, at that point. Yeah. I was so low. Yeah. Um, and that dragon was so mean, I guess you could Aww. say, like, Aww. I felt like, like, I felt like everything was happening to me. Like I had no control yeah. over anything and my life was crap and it was always going to be like this. And I didn't want this. And I was just so angry at the world. 
and I'm outside in the storm and I would basically yelling at this guy and I'm surprised my neighbors weren't like, what the heck is she doing? <laughs> Cause I'm just literally yelling at God. Like I, why do you hate me? I don't understand why you hate me so much. Why is my life yeah. such crap? Why? Yeah. And I heard this voice say, why do you hate you? And it's like everything in me just kind of went, what? Wait. Wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. So I stumble in from the rain. I'm just dripping wet because it was like pouring out. And I'm just standing there going, you're right. I hate myself. Wow. So now what do I do? What do I do? I don't know what to do. Um, and at that moment, I knew I had to do something different or because mm. I didn't want to live like this. This was not going to be my life. I had a daughter to take care of. I was, you know, um, and so that was my point where I'm like, you know what? Who says I need anyone? Who says mm. that I'm not whole all on my own? Mm-hmm. And so I really started um, journaling and just like just mm. dumping it all out, getting all that stuff out because all those years of abuse, just shoving it all in and yeah, and just pulling it out one by one by one. And just I guess I slaughtered little dragons all the way. <laughs> mm. Like there was a big one and then these mini ones of all these words that weren't true. And I yeah. just started to. Yeah, pull myself out of that and finished school and became everything everyone said I couldn't be, <laughs> basically. Mm. So yeah, it was it was a lot. And that's actually what my first book is about, is my story, because it mm. I really wanted to inspire people that just because you went through something, that's not who you are. It's just mm-hmm. something that you went through. And so mm-hmm. you can heal all of that. And to me, they're like soul wounds. Um, yeah. You literally lose pieces of yourself in those moments of abuse, but you can mm-hmm. reclaim it all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> wow. Lori, what a powerful, powerful story. Thank you so much for sharing that and being so open and vulnerable. And, you know, there's, there's just so much there. And I think so many of us struggle with that feeling of inherent unworthiness that there's something wrong with me. And this is certainly something that I have worked with in my life. And I hear it with lots of, lots of people that I work with that that there's this deep down belief that there's something wrong with me. And that's why all of these things are happening. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, and then, you know, kind of all of the behaviors that go with that, the codependency and, and not really even knowing how to love yourself and maybe making decisions and choices that aren't in your highest good, because you don't even, first of all, know what that is. And then you don't even think you deserve it. And so I love that in that moment, in the storm, it's all you're, you're laid bare to life. And this voice that says that you hate you. So tell me about that voice. Who, who, what had you heard from that voice before? Um, was this a new I, thing? Well, I think that is actually one of my gifts is I'm very... I don't know how to say this. Like God has always been a part of my life. I grew up Catholic. Mm -hmm. And so he's always been a piece of my life. But even I felt like, yes, he loves all these other people, but there's, I'm not meant to be here. I legit thought Mm -hmm. because my dad didn't want me. I was in oops. Like even God didn't even plan for me. I was just this accident, just walking around in the world. That's not even supposed to be here. Like that is what I actually felt. And so I think I, you know, you always have the intuition, but I really heard him in that moment. Like, you know, Mm. you've got to stop blaming everyone else. This is your life. You have free will. You make your own choices. Yeah. You know, know, there's got to come to a point where you'll understand that you have to take ownership for your life. And yes, I can't say that I deserve the abuse that I got, Mm -hmm. but the fact that I just kept dragging it along, like it was some Mm. trophy, I was abused. Look at me, poor me, poor me. When is it enough? And so 
Yeah, I, it was very distinctly him. And I've always, and it's so crazy because he has always spoke through me to other people. This is the first mm. time I felt it just directed at myself. And I was like, mm. whoa, wait. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I I love that realization, right? That that we all as, and my belief is that we are spiritual beings having a human experience and at the level of the human experience, there will be events, circumstances, conditions, experiences that we would not choose to have happen. We would not choose abuse. We would not choose, you know, all of, all of the things that we navigate. And yet we have a choice about how we show up to those things. And we have a choice about, like you said, kind of dragging that story along or waking up and saying, wait a minute, I'm not going to let this define me. It's something that happened to me, but it's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So how did you, how did you feed that part of yourself that said, wait a minute, this is not who I am. Uh, it was a very slow process. Yeah. It wasn't, and it's like, I tell my clients, like it's a day to day conscious choice, sometimes moment to moment conscious choice of what am I choosing? Because mm-hmm. the choices that we make is like, you know, a drop of rain to a puddle causes ripple. Every single choice we make mm-hmm. causes a ripple. And so most of my life, I was just dropping stuff everywhere. I didn't even consider the kind of ripples that were coming and knocking me back over. And yeah. so it was an everyday purposeful, like every night, like, cause I you know I was a single mom trying to go to school and working full time. So I did everything I had to do during the day. Mm-hmm. And as soon as my daughter's asleep, out came the notebook and it was mm-hmm. me and God. And it was going basically pulling all this out piece by piece and looking at it and going, what is this? Why is this? Did I deserve mm-hmm. this? No. Does this have to remain a part of me? No. And I slowly healed through all of the memories and all of the pain and just worked my way out. It's not something, and a lot of people wish, you know, yeah, I wish there was a magic button. You just push it and oh, I'm better. Right. It's perfect. <laughs> but I always say it's long, you know, I had like years. It, it's it's, it's going to take time. It's almost like this big ball yeah. of yarn. And you slowly unwind it and you just slowly piece by piece get through it. But you can and it gets easier. The first mm-hmm. few steps kind of, you know, dicey because you don't know what you're doing and, and it's scary, mm-hmm. but I am like proof that there's, there's a, you know, I'm on the other side now. Mm-hmm. You can get here. I'm, there's nothing magical about me. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually there's something magical about everyone, but I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But we each have our own magic. We, you know, you can do this, but you have mm-hmm. to, you know, choose every single day to yeah. pay attention to what your thoughts are saying to you because, when you let them just go, you're just with like, mm. you know, for me, it was like, you're stupid. You're unworthy. You can't do this. Mm. You're never going to amount to anything. Blah, blah, blah. I had to slowly dig through all of that. And so now, and it's so funny. I thought about that just this morning. I had like every once in a while, one will pop back up. It's like mm-hmm. when you're half asleep and awake, it's yeah. the best time yeah. to ask yourself questions because mm. that subconscious door is open. And I just had another one this morning pop up. And I'm like, oh, you're a problem. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. I'm like, no, no, no. You know, I'm going to deal with you later. We're going to discuss this later. But it's those moments, you know, the more you do that and pretty soon you like, you have happy thoughts have now replaced mm. all that negative thinking. And so you can do it because you have yeah. your own magic. We all are. We're all connected. And that same, you yeah. know, um, knowledge and wisdom is in all of us. Mm. I think people miss out on that. We have, you have it already in you. Yeah. All the love that you want. You are who you're looking for. You are. Yeah. Someone out there. <laughs> wow. So, so journaling, I heard you say that that was, that was a big piece. How did you get to the point where you realized, wait a minute, I get to choose my thoughts. Um, 
I think I'm trying to think it wasn't until, so I had another dragon hit me. Like I had a really good friend who then decided we're not friends anymore. And so mm. that kind of made me kind of tumble back down a hole. And that's when I realized I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. She shouldn't have that kind of power over me. She mm. should not, no one should have the kind of power over me. No one should be able to knock me down. Um, and that was kind of the moment where I was like, okay, I obviously need to do something more. So that mm. is actually when I really started going, okay, what do I believe? And why do I believe it? Is that mm. even mine? And then I went through some coaching um, certifications, which really, mm. really helped force me to go deeper because I cannot, I really truly believe we cannot give what we don't have. And so if I'm going to help other people, I have to understand it myself. I have to go yeah. through it myself in order to help guide you through it. And so that <laughs> was like a good solid year of just constant conscious choice mm. of I want um, love. And it's kind of funny because everyone in the court, most of those people were all about manifesting. And mm. here I am. I'm like, I just want to feel love. I want yeah. that all encompassing love. Yeah. And so that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. I spent that year of just learning to fall in love with everything that I am because mm. I feel like, um, Sometimes our gifts, some of my spiritual gifts, the whole idea that God was talking to me all the, the time, I got told I was crazy growing up. And so I really pushed that gift away for a really long time because mm. I thought it was something wrong with me. There's, here's another thing wrong with me because people think yeah. I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, and so I really had it. We have to embrace those gifts and understand what they're actually for. And now that I know that gift actually helps me help my clients because mm. I can hear their spirit, you know, because mm. we're all connected through spirit. And so yeah. my yeah. spirit is very open to hearing what everybody else's spirit is saying. And so yeah. I've really, really learned to embrace that gift and tell God, I'm so sorry that I dissed it for so long. I didn't understand what yeah. you were trying to do. Um, yeah. So it's all about learning to just love all of your pieces because mm. they're so important. Those spiritual gifts that you might be running from mm. are why you're so discontent because you're disconnected from a piece of yourself. And so, yeah you have to reconnect with all of your pieces. You have to love all of those pieces. Yeah. And so, so how did you bring those pieces into your conscious awareness? Because I think that we, you know, and we have that belief that there's something wrong with me. I'm flawed. I'm damaged. I shouldn't be here. I'm an accident. Like whatever that is, <clears throat> we, we then look for evidence to support that belief. So whatever belief system that we have, we're, we're looking for evidence to support that. And so the, the parts of us that don't align with that belief of unworthiness, we dismiss, we ignore, we minimize, we push away. So how did you bring those parts into the, the fullness of the experience of who you are? Um, I think it was a very, well, it was like a lengthy, but yet felt all at once. Because I believe if you're searching for something, you will find it. It is not going to stay mm -hmm. hidden from you if you are purposefully yeah. choosing. And so I, because I was purposely choosing to find love, I knew it existed and I wanted it. It was mm. just in this moment because I had spent so much time uh, and, and literally set an alarm to ask myself, am I in my head space or my heart space? Am I head space mm. or heart space? Because I wanted to be in heart space because that's where love is. And it just one day, because I kept doing that, and the more you do it, the more you are in that space longer. Yeah. And so the ability to maintain that heart space kept getting longer and longer until one day I was just mm. like, it's almost like this light shone. Oh. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, because like everything else just fell away. And all wow. that was left was complete love. I'm getting like goosebumps. It was just complete yeah, love. Yeah, I'm feeling that too. Love and acceptance. Yeah. Just zero judgment. There was no condemnation. It was just 
just mm. pure honor of everything mm. that is because we are all connected and all yeah. in the fabric that created the universe is the same fabric that created yeah. all of us. Yeah. It's and within me. It's within you. It's within yes. everyone <laughs> listening to this. Yeah. And so yeah. I just, I was, and that was kind of what made me go, Oh, what do I do with this? I'm just like, this is mm. the most amazing thing I've ever felt. And I got to tell people mm. this exists because mm. I know I'm not the only one out there who's like, I'm so unworthy. There's something yeah. wrong with me. And I, and I carried that for so long and it's so heavy that I literally, it was like for like a month, every morning I would just wake up and I was not a morning person and the sun would come in, which would normally make me go, Rrr. I was like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, the sun is almost like saying, good morning. I love you. Like everything just yeah. loves. And so every morning I would just lay there. I'm like, how do I get the people to know this exists? And then, you yeah. know, God's like, um, hello, just start talking. <laughs> and I'm like, hello. <laughs> um, hello. <laughs> yeah, I know pretty much like, um, what are you, you know? Because I think that was still that belief that I'm not worthy to share this with people, but mm. if I don't, who's going to? And so mm-hmm. that's kind of what started my journey and made me, you know, and that's when I was like, God's like, write your book, share your story. So people understand that there is a way through all of wow. it. You don't have to keep carrying it. And yeah. And so here I wow. am. <laughs> And so I love what you said about the noticing, right? Noticing, am I in my head or am I in my heart? And so for people who are listening and they're thinking, okay, what does that even mean to be in your heart? How how would you describe that? And then what could people do to start to tune into their heart space? Okay. So your head space is, of course, where you're a great place for math, you know, Mm -hmm. or engineers to be learning all that stuff, but it's also where you worry and you stress and you're not good enough there. And mm. um, you're always questioning it. And it's really hard to manifest when you're in headspace because mm-hmm. headspace wants to know the step-by-step how, 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 yeah. and manifesting isn't about the how yeah. it's about it's, allow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just came to me. Um, yeah. So, and the thing about heart space is when you're in heart space, you know, you're there because all that guilt and worry, it's just kind of falls away. And in heart space, mm. it's there's zero judgment of self. There's honor, there's mm. love. So automatically, you know, in your headspace, if you have a dishonoring thought, like for me, mm. like you're not worthy, Ariano, mm. oop, in headspace, because that won't happen in heart space. Because mm. heart space is pure love. In heart space, you are worthy of everything that is. Yeah. You are a part of everything that is. And so um, what I would tell people to do is think about something that just brings a smile to your face. Like you cannot keep a smile mm. from your face. And for instance, mm-hmm. for me, it was, I remember when my daughter was about two, we had this really, we lived in this little apartment in a little tiny hall, but she had this little ball and I would yeah. kind of kick it at her and she would just be like, ah, and then run into a room and see you're smiling that right there, yeah. that yeah. moment of pure innocence and you'll know it. And for me, mm-hmm. and, and, and it might be like this for you, if you're not used to doing this, because I didn't even know that place existed. So yeah. like, I would get there and I would smile and then it'd be gone. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, and the way I explain this is everything comes from love. And so when, you know, if you want to really absorb the love, go around mm. babies and toddlers, because that's mm. all they are. They don't know headspace. They don't have that ability yeah. to get into headspace. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually, we come forth in heart space. We come forth in love. Mm. And so we are able to get there because that is what we are. We've just got to reacclimate to what it feels like to be in there because yeah. we're so used to being in our headspace. It takes time yeah. to flip it, which is why I set the alarm for every mm. single hour to go, where am I at? Because I'd always be in headspace. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going back into heart space. So you have, that's yeah. why I always say you have to consciously choose every yeah. moment to be like, 
where am I right now? What are my thoughts mm. saying right now? What am I doing? Mm. I, I love that. And I think it's so, um, so important for people to know that as you're, as you're on your journey and, and you have this realization, okay, I want to get more into heart space. I want to live from that space, that connection to the divine, that, that intuitive knowing that guidance system that I have that sense of worthiness and love that it's not like a switch that you flip, right? Yes. So it's, it's a process where you're kind of like, Oh, what's a heart space. And then you like, you feel it. And then, like you said, you're out right away. You're out. And, and it, it just takes time for your whole system, your nervous system, your brain, your body to, to acclimate to that as your new normal. So, so as you're going through the process, recognizing that, okay, I I'm feeling it and it's an amazing feeling, but then when you fall out of that, you can actually be gentle with yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can have like compassion and love for yourself and, and know that it's actually part of the process. It's not that you're not doing it wrong. You're doing it right. Yeah. And I always say it's like, you know, when you've been outside in the cold for a long time and you come into where it's warm and you put mm -hmm. your hands under warm water and it hurts. Yeah. It's the same thing because your body acclimated to the cold and now it's got to reacclimate to the warm. So it's the same kind of thing, except we're talking the love energy. Yeah. Frequency. So you got to reacclimate it, but you can because you are. Yeah. yeah. So That's a great around, description. Yeah. If yeah. you're thinking that love isn't for you, I hate to tell you this, but you are love. Every yeah. cell in your body came from love. You are pure yeah. love energy. <laughs> you just got to re yeah. <laughs> bring it back into it and be like, oh yeah, that yeah. is what I am. Yeah. Remembering, right? Remembering and allowing. I love that. So, so, you know, if you could look back at, at your starting point, your wake up call that, you know, that moment in the storm, if you could send a message to yourself in that moment, what would it be? Uh, I, I would say that everything is as it should be. Mm. Because if I didn't have that moment, and if I hadn't gone through everything, I wouldn't be able to help everybody that I help now. Yeah, everything is as it should be, no matter how yeah. horrible it may feel or the things we've gone through it's still a part of your journey and it's still a piece of you. And the reason I say mm -hmm. that is because for a long time um, I kept just wanting to cut, like if I could just cut that out, if I could just mm -hmm. cut it out and get rid of it, cut mm -hmm. it out and get rid of it. Oh, well, then I'd be great. Mm -hmm. And then I, I'm really good at the visions. And I had this vision of myself at the age that I was then, because this was a couple of years ago and every year of my life, like winding down, like it was, I was just in the circle all the way till I was a newborn baby. And so basically it's mm. me now holding myself as a newborn and, and yeah. of course you're like, Ooh, baby, sweet baby. But then I look at, and because of the fact that I wanted to cut all this out, like she had little cuts in her legs and she was bleeding. Oh. And I like started to sob because that is what we yeah. do to ourselves when we try to disconnect from a piece, even if it's a yeah. piece that feels so horrible, it's yeah. still a piece of who we are. And so yeah. that was like this eye opening, another moment where I was like, Oh, oh that's what I'm doing. To I'm literally hurting myself. Yeah. By wanting to get rid of things. Yeah. Actually that, part of me. So, yeah. You know, and we, we can have a dark, dark chapter in our life, but it doesn't need to be our entire book. Mm -hmm. We can, we can, you know, it's part of the story. It's part of the completeness of us. And, and I love that sinking into that, knowing that I'm exactly where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And, and it's the right and perfect time. I'm in the right and perfect place. Exactly. Yeah. So we're hearing this and you're like, oh, this is kind of makes sense. You're meant to hear this right now. Exactly. No accidents. No accidents. There's no yeah. wrong turns. <laughs> yeah. 
And so what role did guides and mentors play in your journey? Oh, a lot. <laughs> because of a lot of those limiting beliefs, they helped me because I get mad, I will get migraines sometimes when um, mm. it's almost like a message is trying to come through, which mm. usually works great when it's someone else's, but if it was mine, I will get these horrible migraines right where the third mm. eye is. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to reach out to other intuitives and be like, guys, <laughs> something stuck. I yeah. know it's stuck, but I can't, I can't quite grasp it because it's yeah. mine. And so, yeah, they, I would love, I had like my second certification I had had was about the energy piece and mm. I loved my group. Cause I could just pop on, we would meet on zoom every other week. And I'm just like, guys help. And, yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny because, um, our, the mentor of the program was like, okay, who else has a headache right now? And another girl was like, and so she had connected to my pain and yeah. was able to kind of pull it out of me. So yeah, you, you need those people that have that mm-hmm. kind of gifting to help you because you, mm-hmm. there's going to be moments where you're stuck and then you get frustrated. Mm-hmm. And then because you're frustrated, you're more stuck. And so, yeah. Just yeah. having that knowledge too that, okay, I need help right now. I want to yeah. get this out. I want to know what this is about. And yeah. it was a big one. <laughs> that yeah. day. And so, yeah, they, I can't even imagine, like I wouldn't be, well, I might have, like I could say maybe I would have stumbled my way to here, mm-hmm. but having those people, you know, kind of help guide me through it. Yeah. It much faster than me yeah. trying to do it on my own. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and people to remind you of your inherent worthiness when those negative, you know, beliefs and self-talk is, is having a heyday that they can hold that bigger believing for you and remind you like, okay, this is who you are. This is who you that, are. But the meeting a bunch of other people have the same kind of spiritual gifts after thinking I was crazy mm. for so long. It's like, yeah. oh, you guys get me. Yeah. You, got, you have all these people that are like, I, I hear you. Like I can, yeah. you know, my spirit is hearing you right now. It's calling yeah. out. And so that was huge for me too. That helped yeah. helped me step more into, you know, the magic that is me mm. by having other people share their magic. And so don't yeah. hide your magic. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think we, when we have that belief that there's something wrong with us, we're unworthy, that, that goes along with shame, with isolation, with feeling like you're different, you know, you're like the, the round peg in the square hole of life. And so to, to be able to find a community of people who are also on this journey of, of transformation and healing is so powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah. And, and when you said you're the round and I don't know how you said that, the square. Yeah, the round. round hole. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I'm, I'm just like, embrace it. If you are, embrace yeah. it because yeah. we are also so unique. And, and that's my second book <laughs> is embracing that unique self because there is no other you. And that in the cosmic, you know, if you look at the whole cosmos as this giant puzzle, there's a very specific piece that you are. And if you're not in your place, it's just this empty spot. And so when we go around thinking, you know, I'm not worthy, our spot is just empty. And the things we're supposed to be doing are just waiting on us to get where we need to be. And so it's so important to start to understand how worthy you are. Yeah. Yeah. And that no one else can live your life. Right. And that your life matters. Your life matters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so, so as we know, this journey is, it's ongoing, right? As we, as we evolve, as we go to deeper integration within ourselves, and there's a next level that, um, that emerges. And, and when you're in the journey, that's actually really exciting. And so what is your next level? What are those kind of learning edges for you? Because I think a lot of people can have an idea where they, they look at someone and they think, oh, they've got it figured out, right? They're done, tick. They're done, but we know that that's, that's not how it happens. Sorry, sorry to burst your bubble, but so what is that? What is that learning edge for you? Um, the thing that popped into my head when you said that, and I don't know necessarily, well, I guess it is a learning, but lately I've just been imagining the, the cosmic puzzle and mm. my piece. And like, even this morning, I just, before I even got up, I just kind of laid there and had my arms outstretched and I was just mm. imagining myself in my puzzle spot. Yeah, and, and aligning myself with all of creation. I'm getting goosebumps again. And aligning myself yeah. with all of creation, so that I am purpose, you know, purposefully aligned yeah. with what I'm here to do. Because I find that when we're not doing what we're meant to do, then we get that discontentment. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're discontent, you need to start asking yourself, okay, wait, am I in my spot? Am I yeah. where I'm supposed to be? Because when we're always looking at everyone else, we can't be in their, their place. Cause when you think of a pitch, you know, think of that puzzle piece that it looks like it fits and you're trying to shove it in, but it's never going to fit. Right. Yeah. That's what we do to ourselves when we're trying to be someone else. And so yeah. I've really just been embracing like, what does it look like for me to be mm. right where I'm supposed to be in perfect alignment? Wow. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at that. right now. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. And just the, the, the nuances that emerge with that. And, and I also know that life is always speaking to us, right? Your connection to source, God, infinite intelligence, whatever language you use to describe mm-hmm. the power that breathes us is always there. It's always communicating. It's our willingness to listen. And, and I also know that when we ignore the whispers, it turns up the volume. And it turns up the volume often in those areas of discontent. And so that can show up like an illness or, you know, like a, a holy eviction or, you know, the yep. ending of a marriage or there's, there's so many ways that that can show up. And so I love that learning how to really lean in and connect more to the whispers before they turn into a yell. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, so for people listening, if you could send a message from your heart to their heart, what would you want them to know? What would you want them to know? Uh, heart instantly said, you're not broken. You are mm. not lost. You are exactly who you are supposed to be. And you're exactly where you're supposed to be in this moment to now choose different. Wow. To now say, I am worthy of all there is. And I can do amazing things when I step into who I am. Mm. That's what my heart is saying. Mm. I am receiving that. Thank you. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And so you have another book coming out. Can you tell me about that? Um, Yeah, that's one of those other things where I was aligning myself with where I'm supposed to be because I have a list of books that I want to write. This was Mm. not on it. This did not even exist in my mind when my spirit was like, well, hello. Um, (laughs) And so all of a sudden one day you're like, you're writing a book called Becoming Abundance. And I'm like, what? Mm. I don't don't, don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. But because I have learned through the last, this was not easy. I don't want anyone to think, oh, she just decided one day. No, this started back in 2009 
listening and following. And now I just listen to what it says because I don't like getting bumped in the head a bunch of times. <laughs> it can get painful. <laughs> it's easier. So I just started writing. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I just kind of started writing. I, ha- I didn't have very much left. Another one of my practices is in the morning. I say, okay, what am I meant to do today? And this mm. just happened to be a day where I had a huge list of stuff. And it's like, um, you're going to have self-care day. You're just going to rest. And I'm like, have you seen my list? What are you talking about? But I said, okay. And so I came out here and I'm doing self-care and I was just kind of hanging out. And I even remember because I was kind of half laying down on my couch and I just kind of yeah. sat up and then the whole outline just appeared. And I was like, oh, wow, that's what we're doing. And as soon as I had the outline, it just, it just flew from there. And so wow, it was basically what the whole premise is understanding that you are brilliant. You have mm. this light inside of you that's brilliance. And whenever you try... Mm to be someone else, it dims. And when Mm. you feel disconnected from yourself, it dims. And when you're not paying attention to the mind, the body, the soul and the spirit, and then you get, it dims. Mm -hmm. But when you start taking care of yourself and doing self-care and listening to intuition and, and understanding that that intuition gets deeper into inner knowing and wisdom and that connection to all, and that you have, it's it's all about that. You have this amazing purpose. You are this Mm. amazing being and so becoming abundance, because you're always becoming something. Yeah. But you aren't, because like for years, I didn't know. I was always becoming l- less than who I'm supposed to be because I didn't realize that I could choose to be who I'm supposed to be. So I kept choosing less than yeah. what I deserved. And so this book is all about embracing that. No, we're not all equal in this world, but we all have a very specific place and skill set and gifts. And Mm. like I said, a brilliance all our own. And so Mm -hmm. if we really want to give to the world, we can't give what we don't have. So Mm -hmm. for me, all those years I wanted love, I couldn't give love because I didn't have it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. We first must fill up in order to then give. And so that book just flew (laughs) out of me. Wow. And I, and it's so crazy because I could say, yes, I wrote it. My name's on it, but intuition, I -hmm. only wrote when I was inspiredly led to do it. I did. If I was going to force myself, I'm like, nope, I don't want that kind of energy in the book. I wanted it to be fully that high love energy. And so, yeah. yeah, And, and, and if I'm going to tell you people, if you've been thinking about writing a book and be like, I know I can't, it's already in you. You came here Mm. with everything already. I didn't know that story was there. Mm. And it just, (laughs) <laughs> just by yeah. following through with myself and, and, and staying connected to all knowledge. Yeah. You yeah. have that in you. Yeah. Cause it's, it's all there. It's all available yeah. to us. It's all available to us. And many of the great musicians and artists, they, you know, they say that it's actually the universe, it's God, spirit, whatever language that that's what's coming through, right. Mm-hmm. That they're a vessel. So it's that connection, that intuition, that, um, that openness, that willingness to listen and develop that relationship. And I love that you say vessel too, because when we don't understand, and I think a lot of people think of, well, as a vessel, I'm being used. No, you're being used. Yes. But for amazing things, things Mm -hmm. that you don't even realize are in you until you Mm -hmm. open up and allow what you are to come out. Yeah. So that just like hit a note that like hit a note with me. I was yes. Yeah. (laughs) Claiming that piece. Yeah. And that we have the gift of free will. Right. So, so you have a choice about if you want to tap into that universal life energy or not. It's your choice. And that makes you think of something else just this morning too, because I've been like, okay, God, what am I supposed to be doing? And sometimes he's like, he's like, he's like, you're not a robot. 
You're not my robot. I, you, you're figure it out. Robot. You're figuring yeah, out yourself. You go, go, go be you. Go live your life and be happy and yeah. love and not worry so yeah. much about, yeah, is this the right choice? Mm. There's no wrong choices. Love if you that. Went left, if you went left now and really right would have been better. Trust me, you're going to come all the way back around to that same spot and go, oops, I already tried left. Now I'm going to go right. It doesn't disappear. Yeah. <laughs> that is what I learned. Yeah. Right back around. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're definitely, you know, we can have a tendency to overthink and like, ah, kind of paralyze ourselves on yep. the right decision. Well, you know, what's that quote unquote right decision to make and the right step. So, so where can people find your book? Um, on Amazon. Okay. So, yep. Become awesome. Yep, yep, yep. And I have, I will have the, the link in the show notes so people can absolutely check that out. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Lori. I have immensely, immensely enjoyed our conversation. And for people who want to connect with Lori, uh, as always, all of her contact info, her socials, her website will be in the show notes and you can find her. And if you feel called to to connect, then you can absolutely um, do that that way. And as always, if you enjoyed the content, the conversation, please like, subscribe, share all the podcasty things to, to help share the message. Thank you.